Welcome to Hashtag Managed, the podcast that takes you behind the scenes of building a booked out social media business. Tune in every week for transparent conversations from a six-figure social media agency owner, sharing the highlights and lowlights of being a business owner, and episodes featuring industry experts to help you start, scale, and book out your own social media management business. Now, here's your host, Jessica Sheehy. Welcome back to another episode of Hashtag Managed. I'm so excited for today's guest and just the conversation that we're going to have today on the podcast. I am joined with Carly. She is the founder of Carly Ita Co. She helps creative entrepreneurs to feel empowered in their business by unleashing their full potential in creating a sustainable, potent business. Carly, welcome to Hashtag Managed Podcast. Tell me a little bit more about you and why you started your business this is a new like i help statement that i've written and like been using lately so it sounds really good when people say it so thank you (laughs) awesome i love i love a good i help statement and i feel like this really does embody everything that you're about and i've known carly for a while now i was on her podcast wildly balanced a couple of um, a couple months ago. I don't can't remember how long it's been. Time has flown by, but we will have a link to that podcast in the show notes so you all can go over and listen to all of the amazing episodes that Carly has and will record in the future. So, Carly, I'd love to start off with talking a little bit about your business, and I'd love to just ask the question: Has your business changed at any point? Um, since the time that you started it. And it could be small changes, big changes, could be changes in what you do, who you do it for, and how you do it. Um, but yeah, I'd love to love to hear that. Yes, girl, you don't even know. So I started my business in early 2019. So it's been through like so many evolutions and transformations since then. Um, and yeah, I started mostly as like a social media manager if you can believe it. Like I started similar to you as a social media manager. I was like making content, posting it, engaging, all that good stuff. And then as I kind of like grew my clientele, it kind of like, kind of like funneled or niche down into like general admin, if that makes sense. So like it kind of, I just kind of like fell into the general admin side. And then I was like doing a little bit of everything. Like I would do social media, I would do email marketing, I would do email management. I would just kind of like, I love learning new things. So I would just like, try on everything to see like what fit and what didn't and it then it like yeah niche down into um kind of what I'm doing now and what I'm still doing which is like general admin stuff like organization OBM all those fun buzzwords like all that good stuff so yeah it's interesting seeing like how it shifted from social media management down into like what I'm doing now which is still it's like a little bit of everything like I still do social media I still do email marketing all that good stuff it's basically like what my client needs I do and it's interesting of when I first started how I was like chasing like the tasks you know like chasing the job and now I'm kind of chasing the like the client if that makes sense so it's like right now I have two really freaking awesome clients that I love so much and I'm just stoked to support them every day. Yeah, I love that. I I I think that's something to be said about so many of us when we start in this big online <laughs> scary business space. There's so many different things that we can do and a lot of times just depending and we all come from different backgrounds like working maybe working a corporate job, maybe I know some people really hate their 9 to 5. Some people really love their 9 to 5. I don't think there's a right or wrong answer to anything and being an entrepreneur 
I definitely don't think there's, I don't think that's the right way. I just think if people fall into entrepreneurship and it's what they love, it's, it's, it's such a great combination. Um, but I love that you are now chasing like the passion and chasing the clients that you're working with over chasing the tasks and the evolution from social media management to general admin and online business management, because so much goes into managing an online business. And I think as you kind of layer on each different layer of business, there's so many different ways that you can provide support to clients and all of that. So I really love that look in your in your background and in the evolution from social media manager beyond because a lot of the people in our community and listening to this podcast are current, new, or aspiring social media managers, content creators, strategists, content writers. But a lot of times, things spiral into that. I have so many conversations with people who are like, hey, I'm working with a client on their social media accounts. Recently, someone just shared, I really love creating SOPs. And I love that as a business owner. I'm like, yes, like you (laughs) need SOPs in any online business, especially like if you're outsourcing or have a team. And she's like, I don't know if I, if I can run a business with a social media management business and offer SOPs. And I'm like, you're niching, you're pivoting, you're pivoting away from social media and it's completely okay to do that. Um, so I really love like learning that about, about your journey, Carly. Is there anything that you would contribute to maybe the change or the pivot in your business? Is it the clients that you're working with? I know you really enjoy working with them. Um, is it maybe any, um, like lessons learned, any courses taken or just anything that you think really accounts for that, that pivot or change? Mm, yes. First of all, for all of the listeners, I don't know like how much you talk about this in your podcast because it's not out yet and I can't wait to listen. But SOP stands for standard operating procedure. So it's like a video or like a written like process of how you do something so that you can kind of like grow as a team. And they are so important for team and something that I'm like just starting to implement in my business. And I'm like, damn, how have I gone for three years without these? <laughs> They're so important. But yeah. Um, I tend to think of my pivot as the incident. I'm just kidding. There wasn't like, it was kind of like a bunch of little things. And then it was like something that broke the camel's back that was like, oh, I'm not happy in my business how I'm currently running it. So um, let me give you a little bit of backstory. So I started my business with the intention to travel. So like I traveled a little bit in 2017. And then it was this like pattern of like, I'm going to come back to Canada. I live in Canada. I'm on the West Coast. Um, so it's like come back to Canada, work as hard as I can for as long as I can. So like six months, a year, whatever, save up every single penny that I have and then go traveling for like as long as I can to deplete that. You know, like if I save up five grand, I'm going to go traveling for as long as five grand will get me, you know, and then come back with nothing and then kind of like start the cycle over again. So I searched for a business that could allow me to like continue traveling long term and like continue making money without having to like come back, start over, kind of like, you know, keep that cycle going. So I actually found virtual assisting, um, which is what I like. I'm a virtual assistant. So I do a little bit of everything. Um, And like I was saying, I kind of niched into social media and like found what worked for me. And then as soon as I, so my business was like going really well. And then Miss Rona happened. (laughs) So like I was finally able and established enough to like take over my full-time income with virtual assisting and like be able to travel long-term. And then my partner, Chad, he also works online. He's a podcast producer and he went full-time in his business at the end of February in 2020. 
So like the timing. The timing. The timing. <laughs> so yeah, he like we were both finally at this point where we're like established enough in our business to like take it on the road with us. And we actually like bought a van and we're like, ooh, van life. And then like COVID happened and then you know, we've all been here for that. <laughs> but yeah, just in time to like be able to travel. I couldn't. So those last three years have been kind of just like, I don't want to say plateauing, but like plateauing, you know, like kind of feeling stagnant. And I treated myself and acted as an employee because that's all I've known before I started a business. And it wasn't until like literally a couple months ago, like we're November 2022 right now. It was like middle of August that I had this like epiphany moment. And like somebody online was like, oh, reminder, like, you're not an employee. Don't act like one. And I was like, oh, I've been acting as an employee for years and not getting like compensated for it, you know? And so that was kind of the epiphany moment that I had. And it was also that mixed with um, in May and June this year, me, my partner, and my best friend went to Bali to like live out our digital nomad lives because that's like what I started a business for. And so that was freaking amazing. But every single one of my clients was like, because Bali is like, it's a 15 hour time difference from me and a 12 hour time difference from all my clients on the East Coast, which is like, I was like, oh, that's cool. Like I'll work and then we'll hand off tasks and like, it'll be great. It was not great because like 12 hours is a lot. And so like when I started my day, they were, you know, in bed going to sleep. And like when they woke up, it was like midnight for me. So I had a lot of like midnight meetings which I would not recommend. Yeah. Wow. I love I love that you're pulling the curtain back from the digital nomad lifestyle because I mean, like anything in online business, there's so much that's unsaid. You know, a lot of people celebrate their, you know, huge cash months that they make in their business. I'm not going to name drop the amounts of dollars they're working towards, but we all know what I'm talking about. And they're not sharing their expenses. They're not sharing how many people they have on the team whether it's contractors or payroll, they're not sharing the tools that they're using or paying for the systems or anything like that. I think a lot is to be said about being a digital nomad. I mean, it's, it's selling the dream of traveling. And it's, I'm so jealous that you guys got to go experience Bali. It's definitely one of those places that it's like, I don't know what to expect until I actually like get there and can experience that life. But the 12 and then 15 hour time difference is huge. I mean, I can't even, I can't even like imagine how how hard that must have been especially like you said waking up doing midnight meetings and doing all of that but at least you got a taste of that like digital nomad lifestyle I'd love to know is there any any travel like in the future anything you have planned or anything that you would maybe want to plan in the future for your business or did that trip really kind of cement things for you Mm, yes I'm 2023 I'm planning on just like being a little homeless hippie and traveling full-time, that's my goal. <laughs> so yeah, it was super interesting to see like the glamorized size of, side of Digital Nomad on like social media and the content consumption and all that. And then you get there and it's like, wow, I have to stay up till midnight and do meetings and it's hot and my computer overheated a lot, you know, and it's just like all these things. Um, and it was really interesting because all of my clients, like the way that I set up my business through a global pandemic was very like nine to five at my computer service-based, like time sensitive task. Not like, you know, you have to be in the office in this at nine to five, but it's like, hey, all of the emails have to be responded to like within a certain amount of time, which like totally understandable because people want to feel supported. But it was also like I, as someone who started my business 
to travel, I did not make a business that was equipped to travel, you know? So that was like my epiphany moment of like pivoting my business and being like, oh, okay. So it's worked for me. Like, I love it. It's worked for me for three years, but now I want to actually like act on the traveling part. And like, I have a lot of plans, nothing set in stone, but I have a lot of plans for the next year to go to like Europe and go to Canada, like other places in Canada and visit the States and like Mexico and somewhere warm is calling my name because we have snow right now. <laughs> so it's like all of these things. And it was like, wow, what needs to shift in my business to allow me to like act on the reason I started a business, which is to travel. <laughs> so that's kind of been my my pivotal moment this last couple months of like shifting my business in a way that allows me to do that. Yeah. Wow. There's a couple of really good points and things that you said that I want to, of course, dive deeper into. The first thing is treating yourself as the, an employee for so long. I think, of course, no matter what backgrounds and what corporate or non-corporate work experience we have, we have some sort of work experience. Maybe it's not anything to do with admin or tech or social media or any other service that we're offering in the online space, but we have some history. We have some background. We have different things that have shaped who we are as employees. And we bring those into business, whether we want to and whether we're doing it intentionally or just unintentionally. It just happens so, so much. One of my words for 2022 was boundaries. It was something that I knew with the pandemic. I I let so many clients walk over boundaries. I would even take away my own boundaries for numerous reasons, for for signing clients, for working with people who I had always wanted to work with, despite the clear boundaries being stepped on, even in like an initial discovery call, but also, you know, treating, treating my business as something I was working in in 2023 is something that I want to work on the business. I feel like I have not done that since I started the business. Cause you know, you're new to entrepreneurship and you're, you're so excited. You're working, you're trying to find new clients. You're trying to do new projects, of course, you know, make the income, but you're also doing the fun stuff. You're working on your offer. You're working on your branding. If you're doing that or just doing all the fun things and creating the visions and being a visionary for where you want your business to go. And I think that's so important. And I think a lot of times we just get wrapped up in being in the employee because we are bringing that in and we are trying to make our clients happy or, you know, make those projects go smoothly. But, and I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see your t take and point of view on this, Carly. But one thing that I've noticed is the better boundaries that I set for myself, the better just partnership I have with the client and the better work I do for them. It's it's amazing how like much of a cycle it is to have everything working in your favor. So I'd love to know like do you have a similar experience with with that in your own business? Boundaries, we love boundaries. So good. And I feel like it's something that like if you've never had to set boundaries for yourself, like I was never an entrepreneur growing up, like I didn't even have a lemonade stand. I wasn't one of those, like, I've been working for myself since I was four, you know, like, I never saw myself as an entrepreneur. I never saw myself, like, I assumed that the only way to work for yourself was, like, to be an influencer and, like, no shame to influencers, but, like, I don't want a YouTube channel, you know, like, I don't want to paste my face on social media, um, mm -hmm. even though I know I should, and I've been getting better, but, like, I thought that was the only way to do it, and it's, like, I didn't realize that virtual assisting, social media management, like all this stuff was a thing. If you're not used to it, you're going to, you know, continue to live in the patterns that you, you've been living in, 
you know, like I continued to be an entrepreneur, I was an employee for so long. So like, that's how I worked for somebody is as an employee, you know, and like, no shame to this client that I had, but also like, they treated me like an employee, because I'm sure that they've had, you know, I always say like, quote, real jobs, um, but like, physical jobs, regular jobs, like nine to five jobs where like they were the boss and they had employees. So it's like these subconscious things that you grow to know and these patterns that you use, you know, and it's not like an overnight immediate change. Like you're going to have to acknowledge it and like work towards it. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes as entrepreneurs and just people, we have to just get out of our own way. (laughs) A lot of times there's so many times in my business where I feel like I'm just, I'm in the way. I'm in the way of projects I'm attaching myself to something too much or I'm in the way of of our team and holding back projects and holding back their success and and all of that so getting in our own way is such a big thing but I think it's so important to to make those boundaries you know I I can't remember exactly how it was said or who said it but how you go into a job and I'm going to use that lightly like any any real job I like your point on a physical like 9 to 5 job or an online job a project retainer not retainer one off project how you go into that job is how you're going to be seen for the duration until the very very end I mean there are times where you can have open and honest conversations with clients or employers or employees and say hey I I know I started this project or this job this way, but I need to set some boundaries for myself. I'm burning out. I'm exhausted. I'm I'm working till 10 p.m. I'm doing, you know, midnight meetings. I'm doing all of these things. And of course, circumstances change everything. But having the open conversation with them can be super helpful. But for the most part, how you go into a job is how you're seen. And I think that's so important to not fixate on and make sure that we're perfecting ourselves or our business before we go into jobs or career paths because that perfection will never come. <laughs> we'll just keep working away at it. But just keeping in mind how, you know, how we go into something is how we'll we'll end in the project in the job. I love the point that you mentioned about you set up your business for for travel, but your business was not set up for travel. I think that is so so important. I think so many entrepreneurs, myself included, do the same thing. We set up our businesses for one thing or another. I know for myself, I had lost my job when I started Social Savvy and I I needed a job. I needed income. So I set up my business for, I like to say my goal was financial freedom. My first goal was meeting that income that I had made in my job. And then from there, I set more attainable goals to make more and make more based on expenses or if I had a team or just in the lifestyle that I wanted to live. But at certain times throughout my journey, I've been capped for income. So it's like coming back to like, I created a business for financial freedom. But if I'm like trading, you know, time for dollars or anything like that, I can only make so much money. Like, how can I diversify? How can I I do that? Um, so I loved I loved the epiphany you had a couple months ago about going from, you know, employee and this was how your business was set up to now now changing and things like that. I'd love to hear, is there anything different or exciting on the horizon for your business that has come about from that change or or are things the same? I think sometimes in entrepreneurship, we're always so focused on the growth, but sometimes like like really quick growth and growth that happens overnight, which doesn't always happen. It's never really happened for myself. I 
I don't have that as part of my entrepreneur story that, oh, I had 100K on TikTok and I make this much money per month. You know, that has never been part of my story. And I think that's the normal for most people. Um, But I'd love to hear, has there been anything that you've, you know, you've kind of changed or anything that's like on the horizon that that is happening for you and your business? Totally. Uh, I love that you talk about like, I talk about my values a lot. And that's something that I've kind of been honing into of like, values as a business owner and how to stay authentic and like genuine in your business and like transparent is like to figure out where your values are and then like everything you do kind of stick to that like you said one of your values or like the reason you started a business was like financial freedom so like every decision you make every move you make in your business is going to reflect on you know financial freedom and sometimes that means sacrificing you know so like if your value is financial freedom, maybe you're at an office and you're more stagnant and you just kind of like have this area to create kind of thing. Whereas my value was travel and freedom. It's not all that glamorous. And like, I don't have an office. I'm at my kitchen table right now, you know, because I don't have a desk or an office. And it's like, I sacrifice that so that I have travel. So I love how you said that. Find your values and stick to them. Yes. Yes. I think, you know, authenticity goes such a long way in business, in social media, in the content that we share and just in, in just being true to ourselves. And I love Mm -hmm. that you mentioned sticking to sticking to values. I think that's so important and something to always, always revisit and just kind of come back to circle back and say, Hey, am I really like sticking to the values in my business that I started and have they evolved it's it's completely okay we we're humans we evolve and we we change over time and and adapt to different things online businesses can be overwhelming messy and there are a lot of shoulds <laughs> that come with running one i'd love to know what advice can you give to business owners to help them find balance and to create a sustainable business for themselves Yes, kind of tying in your last question and this question, like there's a lot of things, especially in these last like couple months of growth and healing that I've been doing of like years of being like, oh, I should do this. I should do that. Like the next path for me as a virtual assistant, as an entrepreneur is like to grow as high, like as much as I can make as much money as I can be like stupid, filthy rich, you know, like that's the one goal as an entrepreneur is just to have millions of dollars and like the luxury life. And it's like, that's not for me, that's not what I want. And it's like, just because it worked for you, like this formula worked for you, this like sales tactic works for you doesn't mean like entrepreneurship is not one size fits all. And there's no like path that you should be taking. And that's kind of like what um, I stand for and what the pod like wildly balanced stands for is like the non-traditional life of doing whatever the F you want. I don't know if we can swear on this podcast. Um, Go ahead. Go for it. (laughs) Whatever the fuck you want. That's kind of like what we stand for. And it's like the permission slip that you have to literally like take life by the balls and do it your way. And I think that's what I kind of had to unlearn in these past couple months is like there's no one size fits all way to do things like I don't need to then make a course, which then, you know, like it's not like you're a virtual assistant and then you're a coach and then you do one on one and then you do VIP days and then you do courses and then you do like, you know, evergreen courses like there's no like sequence that you need to do things. And I think that's been a huge thing of like unlearning the shoulds and just doing it the way I want. Like as my business shifts, I'm kind of taking on, like I'm still doing the same stuff. I'm still doing general admin stuff with clients that I love, but I'm setting better boundaries of like, okay, I'm not going to do email management. Like, you know, these are my working hours, but also like I reserve the right to change them if I want, you know, like if it's a snow day and I want to build a snowman, I may take the morning off and go with the snowman like because I want to. So it's just like 
the way that my business hasn't shifted, but then it's also shifted has been really crazy to like witness. Yeah, that's amazing. I that's ex- that's exactly why I knew I wanted to have you as one of our first guests on the podcast because I know we're just so aligned with having that same vision for for our businesses and there's so many voices and just noise in the online space of like you said all the shoulds that you have to do and all of the different levels that you have to do. I love that you mentioned that you need to, you know, do this service and then offer this course and then do the VIP day and you have to do it in this order. And then you'll, you know, you'll make a hundred thousand million billion dollars. And it's always what is shared in the online space. But when I look back and I've been doing a lot of time since we're towards the end of 2022 about how, how, how successful was 2022 for my business? Like how profitable was I Um, looking at 2021, 2020, like even 2019, even though it's not always showing on paper, the quote unquote, what my business should look like. I like to consider all of the other factors. Like I've been lucky to travel a few times this year. I've gone to some really cool places in Europe, which has been amazing. The year before is when I hired at the end of the year, the team that we have now. And to me, that's a win, like finding great people to work on my team and under the social savvy brand is super exciting and something I had always wanted to find those great people. And now, now we have them. So I'm like, I gotta, I gotta hold on to you guys, but just kind of measuring all of the different things. I think measuring like success in business just goes beyond the revenue that we're bringing in and and even just the profits that we're taking home or like putting in our pockets at the end of the day, because there's so many different things that come from entrepreneurship that are just so great. Um, So I really, I really love that you said that and just unlearning a lot of the different things that we've just been taught for so long, even if we just don't know it. I mean, we consume so much content Mm all of the time. And sometimes, yes, sometimes way more content than I'd like to like to consume. And I, I always try and I've always done this, try to be very conscious of who I'm consuming content from just because I have. And I don't know if it's the same for you, Carly, but I've worked behind the scenes, even though on the social media side of some businesses that I see what they're sharing and what the dream they're selling their clients or their customers And then I see the types of lives they're living and the businesses they're running. And for me, the values just don't line up. It's just, it's not, you know, one plus one in that situation does not equal two. And I'm like, I got to get out of here. This is not, you know, that's not the kind of marketing I just like to do as a marketer anyway. But it's really interesting that that's just what a lot of the industry is. So that's why I knew I wanted you to be one of the first guests on here because we just are so aligned with just wanting I guess it is the different things that most people don't want out of business, but I think it's what the majority of business owners want. I know it's what majority of the people in our community, like they want to create businesses that they, they love and they're okay to sacrifice certain things. Um, I love that you are still, you know, like you're still the one like working one-on-one with clients. One thing that I notice, especially in the service-based industry and kind of to your point on all of the different moves to passive income that you mentioned is that it's kind of seen as I I want to say it lightly, but failure. If you're not doing those one to many services, like a course or a VIP day or a group program or 
consulting, coaching, anything like that. And nothing is wrong with any of those different things if that's what's aligned with you. But personally, I love working with clients. I love creating social media content. I know that's not the majority of what people think, but I I love that. I know content creation is not for everyone, and but I also just love working with clients and meeting entrepreneurs and connecting with them and also just building their businesses. To me, that's such a, a great thing. So I'd love to just hear more about that if that's something that you see yourself doing like long-term as well um, and if that's something that you're still like super passionate about. Yes, there's so much shame in the industry, like so much shame of like, you should do this and shaming you into buying my course and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, why can't we all just build a cake full of rainbows and happiness and just get along? I don't know if that's the, I fucked up the meter yes. quote, but you get what I'm saying. <laughs> like yes. there's yes. so much shame in the industry and Chad, my partner and I have been talking about this a lot of like how we like view success and that for, we've been subconsciously programmed to view success only as like money goals and like you know if you don't have enough you're lacking your there's scarcity like you're fucked basically like that's the society that we've been giving and like the way that both him and I grew up of like if you're not having money like if you don't have money there's a problem you know and it's like trying to reprogram those views of success into other things and it's like I've been able to create a sustainable business for three years and I may not be like a millionaire with loads of money and like a bank account and like you know a vacation home in Bali yet it's coming <laughs> um but like I'm successful and I've created this sustainable business that's allowed me to like live my dream and work from home through a global pandemic like some people aren't as lucky and I get you know not that I'm like comparing myself to people but like sometimes there's there's goodness in comparison <laughs> you know if it yeah. boosts your ego so like yeah, my my success to me is like being able to create a sustainable business that I've like, you know, I can kind of give back to the environment, like sustainability that way. I'm super into that. It's been a little hard through the pandemic with all the like, you know, but like before the pandemic, I was really into like the zero waste movement. So like sustainability and environmentalness that way, but then also like sustainable that's been able to like, you know, it's not just like you do one launch and then you leave kind of thing. It's like you've been able, I've been able to create this business that's ever green and like ongoing. And I've been able to like bring that success for clients of like, you know, does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm the same way. I, I'm, I've been a part of so many launches. I know there's so many launches coming on the horizon in, in our own business and social savvy. We launch one product and then we, we, we run it evergreen and we, that's just always been successful. And that's always what I see it to be because the constant rinse and repeat of launches so so many things can go from that topic but just it's it's exhausting and it's draining and that to me causes more like more work that needs to be done and more time that needs to be spent I love that you and Chad have looked at like success and kind of redefined it I think it needs to be redefined you know so much especially you know if we go on any social media platform like Instagram TikTok LinkedIn Pinterest everyone is selling the dream and it it all looks the same and it's all things that I have never like really dreamed for like huge McMansions I I mean it's nothing nothing is wrong if you put a mansion on your vision board and that's what you're working towards go for it absolutely go for it but it's so different for everyone and just because you know I don't drive the fancy sports car or the (laughs) live in the fancy mansion like I actually was able to buy a house in 2020 with my partner thanks to 
the success of this business. And it's not, you know, as successful as others in the industry, but it's, it's provided like a really, really good life for me. And I know it will continue to do that. So I love that sustainability is something that's so important to you and that you weave that into your clients' businesses, because I think it's something that, you know, especially after a global pandemic, like we really, we really need that. Like we need that sustainability to keep us moving because the world is so unknown. Like things are so unknown and in life and in business and to have that sustainability to know that you're going to wake up tomorrow and you're still going to have the same things, then it's going to be really great. Kind of back to a little bit earlier in the show when I mentioned like overnight success, a lot of times people are always going after that. Like maybe if I do this big thing, if I do this big launch, I'm going to, you know, make millions of dollars and I'm going to have so much success in my business. I'm going to reach a hundred thousand followers on Instagram or TikTok or whatever platform it is. And then they think the success will come. I think it's so important to do the small improvements every day, super small, super, super small that you don't even know that they happen until you're at the end of 2022. And you're like, wow, I, I really grew as a person and as a business owner since January 1st, 2022. And I think that is where actual sustainable success comes from. Yes. That's so, yes. I love this so much. Chad and I have <laughs> talked about it a lot. Chad's like, one of my best friends in the online world because COVID has been lonely <laughs> and I'm excited that it's kind of like the world's opening up a little bit and I'm going to like more co-working events and that kind of stuff. Um, but Chad and I were talking about it a lot like over this past couple months about like launching especially too and it's like people get launches and they like plan everything out meticulously and they're like they're you know I'm gonna have this many people and this amount of income and I love that I think that like you know active manifesting your goals like that is amazing and like setting goals but then also with entrepreneurship and maybe I'm just on like the woo side of things like the spiritual side of things but I feel like you have to have this kind of like whimsical freedom with it too of like expecting the unexpected of like you know, if you're going to get 11 people, like, you know, maybe you're not, maybe you're going to get more, maybe like 10 people are going to come out of the woodwork that you've never seen before and like join your course, you know, and he gets very like, I don't know if it's his human, I've been getting into human design lately. So it's really interesting to see like who I am and what my body's like programmed for. And it's just another like testament that entrepreneurship is not one size fits all because everybody is so different. But like he gets very set on like this person, this person and this person, like these three people that I know are going to join my course, they're going to pay this amount of money kind of thing. And it's like, you don't know their journey. You don't know what they're going through. You kind of need to like trust their timeline and trust your own timeline of like, you know, expect the unexpected. Yeah. My little tidbit yeah. There. yeah. A lot of times what comes out of the unexpected is really, really great. And sometimes it's better than what you were hoping for. And sometimes it's not. And I think that's entrepreneurship too, just learning how to, to how to ride the waves, the ebbs and the flows of the journey, because it definitely is a journey. I'd love to know if you had to give one piece of advice to another business owner, what would it be? Ooh, Oh, good question. I know you sent me these questions beforehand. I did not prepare, <laughs> so I will stall. Um, I think it's kind of like a two-parter. Um, I think one is like we just talked about, expect the unexpected and kind of allow for that like trial and error and that ebb and flow. Cause like I was saying, my business started as like a social media manager and then I kind of like, I liked it, but I didn't love it. And I'm sorry if that offends you. I love you. I love what you do, <laughs> but like social media management wasn't for me. So it kind of like, I allowed the ebb and flow into like 
you know, niching down into what I do now. And I feel like if I didn't allow for that kind of fluidity, then I would have led to more burnout faster, you know, like, um, I'm very familiar with burnout, but like, <laughs> I think if I didn't allow that ebb and flow, like it would have happened sooner. And then for part two, um, community is your best friend. <laughs> like humans are meant to thrive. They're meant for community. They're meant for like surrounding yourself with like-minded people. And when I first started my business in like 2019, when the world was open, I had like this little group of entrepreneurs in my town that I would like meet up with and we would go to cafes and like restaurants and we would get a couple hours of work in and like it kept me sane, you know, and then COVID happened and it was kind of like oh, two weeks. We can't, you know, we can't hang out and then it's still going. So it's, you know, shifting into like the virtual co-working and stuff. I've seen I'm part of a couple like co-working groups that like meet on Zoom once a week, which has been really great. But like. People need community. Don't be afraid to ask. <laughs> Don't be afraid to reach out to your community. I think that's huge. I mean, community is everything. I think when I fast forward before, like I wanted to start my business, I started it because I lost my job. I was I was kicked you know, from behind, like right into entrepreneurship. But it was in hindsight, it was like the best thing that could have happened to to me. But I had been side hustling, if you will, before doing that for a really long time, like for a year and a half. And I I don't know if I've actually like admitted how long that was before. I think I've just said, oh, it's been a little bit before starting my business. But it was about a year and a half, a really long time of just me not knowing where to go and like who to turn to. And I will never name drop, but I did turn to a couple of people that were what I aspire to be as a social media, you know, company owner. And I got turned down. I just, you know, I, I didn't want to pick their brain. I didn't want to learn the, you know, their trade or their industry secrets from them and, and, and whatnot. I just wanted to build community and to collaborate. And that has always been a part of, of my mission since starting Social Savvy and just our community. And we have a free Facebook community that is now to 5,000 plus amazing entrepreneurs that are all over the world. And most of them are social media managers. There's a ton of VAs. It's probably 50-50. And then there's some other service-based entrepreneurs in there, some coaches. And it's a really amazing community to turn to. Sometimes if I'm not in the Facebook group for a day or two, I jump in there and I, I miss so many posts. And it's it's so amazing just to have that like sounding board for people. And a lot of times, um, you know, myself or our community manager, when we're engaging in the group, so many people will private message us and they'll say, I can't believe the value or the support you gave me for free in this group. And it, it really does just blow my mind because we're just trying to connect. And it really like it helps us on the other end, too. Like it, it helps us grow as humans and marketers and entrepreneurs. Um, so I'm interested to see if this last question kind of comes into play with what you just shared there. But you've built your business by helping creative entrepreneurs to feel empowered. How has social media deepened those connections? And how does social media impact your online business? Ooh, good question. I love social media. I'm a huge fan of Instagram. That's like where I play the most. Um, I feel like all of my clients, like I've met kind of through social media, like they're all through like referral based. A lot of my clients are referral based right now. And it's through like the Facebook groups and the like Instagram that I've met them. And that's where I like, that's where I play. That's where I have the most fun. Um, I think also like, it's cool seeing the shift 
over this last like like I said couple months of healing that I've been doing I've like bulk unfollowed a lot of people and then bulk followed a lot of other people and it's cool just kind of like broadening my horizon of like I feel like I was very like tunnel vision into like this certain group of like people and that's who I followed and that's who I was friends with and I was like I don't want outsiders and it felt very like mean girl clicky um and so lately I've been able to like follow other people on social media so I think that's been really cool and feeling inspired by like different realms of people and just being able to because I'm very much a person who's like the seven people that I hang out with is my personality no doubt about it so like being able to follow like more inspiring people has been really fun yeah I love that I think I, I mean I'm an Instagram fan through and through that is my favorite platform to create on. It's my favorite platform. It's the platform that grew my business. I have to give all the success to to Instagram. I know so many entrepreneurs and business owners, maybe people listening to this podcast now, kind of have a love-hate relationship with Instagram. And I think that's okay. I think that's totally normal. We we should. We shouldn't, you know, be so into it. But I've recently been connecting with a lot of people on TikTok. It's still a platform that I'm I can't say I'm a TikToker by any means, <laughs> um, but I definitely do love to consume content on TikTok because I feel like a lot of the people and creators that I've followed and connected with on there are just sharing really amazing, like inspirational content that is making me feel good. It's making me like find new things that are like the personal interests or hobbies. And it's just been a really amazing thing. So I really, really love your take on that final question. Well, thank you so much, Carly, for sharing with us today on the podcast and just for having this amazing conversation with me. Where can our listeners find out more about your business and services? Yes, like I said, I like to play on Instagram. Also, side note to TikTok. Um, I love that you said that because I also was like, I'm better than TikTok. I don't need it for like the longest time. And now I'm like a full stand. Like I am, I like to be transparent and vulnerable. I'm not going to share my um, screen time because we just don't need that right now. But like I'm on TikTok a lot. Um, And I actually posted a TikTok today. You inspired me with your recent Instagram post of like content repurposing. So I was like, I'm posting a TikTok. Oh, I love that. I love that. I'm going to have to go see that right right after we jump off this recording here. <laughs> yes. So yeah, you can find me on TikTok. It's carlyita.co. So C-A-R-L-Y-I-T-A dot C-O. I also have a website, which is like where everything else is hosted. You can find everything on there and it's carlyita.com. Amazing, amazing. Well, I am definitely going to jump over to Carly's TikTok and go and check out that new video. Um, But thank you so much again, Carly, for joining us. And definitely go check out Carly on Instagram and over on her website to see everything that she has to offer in her business. Until next time. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Hashtag Managed. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. That helps others find the show, and we greatly appreciate it. Come back next week for another new episode of Hashtag Managed. We'll see you then.